Welcome, my friends, to the Theta State Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Chantel Boyd, who has overcome adversity using an absolute positive mindset. I want to tell her story. I want her to share it with you. So stay tuned for this 20-minute interview with this very special girl. I am so grateful to know you, Chantel. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me here on the Zoom recording. I wanted to share some of your story with my audience because I am incredibly incredibly inspired by you. Uh, Chantel and I have uh, met just this week. We were introduced through a friend and Chantel has a very special story and I decided this week that I wanna be on this journey with her for a bit and help her out any way I can and support her. Uh, Chantel, tell me a little bit about your history and what you're going through right now. Yeah, so I'm a Christmas baby. I turned 33 this year, and this is almost eight years since I was diagnosed with a rare blood cancer that usually I am not discriminating against anyone. I love all people, but usually people much older get this. And it's sort of like a leukemia. And, um, you know, I have really good years. At this time, it's going to be eight years. And my daughter, I know that because I was just barely expecting with my husband, my daughter will be seven in February. So, but um, we connected and I knew right away that you were going to be um, just an asset to my journey right now, um, along with the other people sort of in our group on LinkedIn. And, um, and that's because, you know, this, this cancer I have is not um, like the stuff you see in movies, right? I've had it for eight years and I finished grad school during that time, had a baby. I even had more cancer, different kinds of cancer that could only be cured with surgery because my cancer is incurable. So um, you asked me recently, what, what are you doing here? I'm new to LinkedIn, right? I think it's been about a couple weeks. My first content had to do with a recent oncology visit. And usually I get to go like at least a couple months. So it's like a perpetual, like in the cancer clinic, getting the scans, seeing what it's doing. They're drilling into my bones, you know, and trying to see like, can we keep managing this? And for me, it's been positivity um, in my work and in my home life to just um, keep that manageable. But, you know, that's been a reoccurring theme throughout my whole life because being positive has just been necessity for survival. So I don't want to tell you my whole story actually tell, one me of my content. Yeah, tell me what's different like you did you have a recent visit where something had changed yeah so covid makes things scary for a lot of us right when you're in the at-risk community a lot of the people on linkedin that have reached out recently they're too at risk which could mean they have ms or they have another um, classified disability a lot of the times i'm well enough to work so i am not considered disabled i do have a master's degree most of the time i can work and i'm a writer but i kind of waited a little bit too long um, on self-care during the summer and the way that my blood cancer works is my platelets were super high which puts me at risk of stroke which again you know, a lot of times younger people aren't dealing with that. Now we all kind of have that realization with COVID right now that, you know, that's, that's a risk of it. There's major complications with something like that. 
I've been living in that reality for eight years now. And since my dad died really young, it could have been hereditary. My mom doesn't have it. There's no underlying condition. It's called essential thrombocytosis, which means my bone marrow is dumb and it makes too many platelets. And so I take oral chemotherapy every day and um, blood thinners. When I was pregnant, I was giving myself shots. <laughs> I'll never forget, like I traumatized my husband because he, he loves me so much, but he's also squeamish. So more recently, since I waited too long, my platelets were super high. And then I was good and I was taking care of myself and trying to work, but keep stress down and then um, couldn't really work because I wasn't feeling great. And sure enough, when I went in, um, my platelets were like super low. So what's happened is that the chemotherapy over eight years, you know, I'm putting chemicals into my body. So no matter how healthy I try to be and positive, you know, those chemicals are keeping me alive, but they're also building up. So I had to go back again two weeks later um, because he was a little bit concerned, my oncologist, and then um, they were slightly better. So always looking for that positivity. And so now I get to go a whole month, which is great because the most I've ever been able to go um, was four months. And when I had my daughter, like it was like, felt like I was getting poked and prodded every day. Probably most women feel that way. I won't go into the TMI, but you know, when you're having blood thinner shots and you're trying to I was running programming for the college and running grants. And, you know, we were just talking about like our, our whole lives, like, you know, the personal professional, like I felt like everybody knew my story in the community and I'm so thankful for them because, um, you know, all their positivity, I was able to have her, she'll be um, seven. So it's been almost eight years, but yeah, more recently, I just had that revelation that, you know, I've been living at stroke level for eight years. And if it's going the other way and my platelets are really low and I'm fatigued, you know, that's an indication of, I need to be focusing on what I do and what I love, which is writing. And obviously it's a part of my career, but it's a part of my purpose, you know? Thank you for sharing that Chantel. What, what is the prognosis right now for you? Yeah. So <laughs> There's really no answer. It's so funny because my oncologist is, you know, he's of a certain age group. And so we zoom after my, <laughs> after my um, scans and stuff. And basically we just take it uh, just, there's no prognosis we'll say. So his son practices similar stuff, you know, and I'd like to protect his privacy just like he would mine, but you know, I'm, I'm going to be seeing his son too, because at this point, there's no cure. It's incurable. I have to keep stressed down, keep taking my medication and keep hoping and praying it works until medicine advances um, or it turns into another cancer, which I've had. You know, again, I, I talk a lot about TMI. I don't want to talk about all the specifics, but basically, so my dad died when I was little, then I had a house fire. Then my mom had um, a traumatic brain injury whoa, back up a minute. My dad, he died of a traumatic brain injury that led to um, mental illness. And then he actually took his life. And so when I've talked to my oncologist, he's talked a lot about mental health and we think maybe my dad could have had that. So then when my mom had her brain, um, traumatic brain injury and had to relearn everything, I was just grateful she was alive, right? And we had already had a house fire and lost everything. So when I was 18, then I lost my first cousin and my husband, you know, my life partner, I've been with him 15 years. He lost his dad at that same time. And then 
you know, I thought, oh, I'm in college. I'm going to make something of my life. This is going to be great. I'm going to find such success. And along the way, I'm going to save like lots of babies and do lots of great things for the world. And then about the time I was finishing grad school, I got the first cancer diagnosis. Had our, we had our baby and that was no small feat. And then a few years later, I had more cancer, a couple of different kinds, and they were only corrective with surgery. And surgery is so dangerous um, when you have a condition like this because everything has to be managed well. So you asked about prognosis. I mean, I've been told so many times that it was not a good idea to have my daughter by medical professionals. It was not a good idea to have any other children um, or to work as much as I did. And then when I had the car accident, you know, that could have been really devastating, but they actually found that cancer and saved my life. <laughs> you know, so it was like, if I hadn't had, you know, the ambition to, I worked for the college for about eight, nine years, almost a decade of my life. And I, a long time, I thought that was my identity and, you know, being married to my husband and working for the college and working for the community. But along the way, I've realized it's, my identity is really in storytelling and it's new for me to be telling my story, but I think it's because I want my almost seven-year-old to know every night before bed, can I just tell you, she's asking me stories. So she knows those parts of um, my history um, and maybe truthfully, I sugarcoat them a little bit because she's of a certain age, but I want her to know that um, I've arrived to this mindset of positivity where I like really strive for that. I want that to be my legacy. I know we talked about both being parents and protecting that time. Like I'm gonna unplug this weekend before your awesome masterclass. I'm so excited, but yeah, just that is the prognosis to just keep being positive. Cause I don't know, but I, I think no I, one knows. I am so blown away by this. I mean, you are just radiant. You have such a positive mental attitude. And we were, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about that, but you know, I think the thing that strikes me it, that's so amazing is you've gone through so many challenging times that would affect people you know everybody gets affected in different ways but you seem to have just conquered those times as best as you possibly can and you're standing on top of all that right now you're so incredibly inspiring to me and I'm so grateful to be uh, talking with you and to be working with you and to partner with you on some stuff and I want you, I want my audience to to get a peek behind that like how is it that you have such a positive mindset? I think earlier you mentioned that, how can you not? Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how that yeah. changes how you see the world? I want to look through the world in your eyes and maybe hopefully we can inspire some other people who might be going through some struggles right now. I really appreciate that because I know the world like in, in this pandemic, like I think it shed light on a lot of people who might have otherwise be um, suffering silently. You know, when I was a little bit more immature and trying to figure out things, I used to, so recently I broke up with social media, all but LinkedIn, I'm new to that. And it was because, you know, a lot of people wanted to know my story, but um, not for the reasons why you've asked. They, they want, I, I don't know, they just, they gravitated toward me and I was an open book and I wanted to share, but I didn't want to dwell on the negative, right? So I, I think when I say being positive has been out of necessity, it's because from the time I was five years old, 
there was just these big, huge traumatic events throughout my life. So to get a cancer diagnosis before I'm 30 and actually three times before I'm 30 and you know, the one is incurable and the other ones had to be emergency surgery. When I had just had emergency surgery to have my daughter, I thought, you know, I am so blessed to get married young, to have a partner to take care of me. I am so blessed to have this one daughter. You know, she, I named her Paisley because um, I'm, I'm kind of a hippie in like all the best ways and love floral tattoos and blouses and all those things. But as she's come, you know, into school and learning and just watching her mindset, like we all talk a lot about neuroplasticity and things. I think, yes, we know the science is true, but you and I were talking about positive vibes. The more we have positive vibes, that's where I got it. You know, my mom, when my dad died, she was picking up the pieces. She was a homemaker and she um, babysat. She made no money. She like probably was in the red every month. She went to the factory to work um, because my dad couldn't. So she could provide for us because I was a sick kid too. And then we lost everything in our house, including those precious memories of my dad. My mom took that insurance money and she bought an acreage right by her factory where she's getting ready to retire and then run a nonprofit I'll be helping her with. So she modeled that for me. She's um, she's not just a factory worker. She is definitely like a community worker. And so like to watch the community come around us when my dad passed away tragically and to watch the community come around us when my house burnt down it was that same community when my mom was injured, riding her horse, doing the things she loves. I, I definitely have to finish my memoir someday because who has both parents have major traumatic brain injuries? I was just so grateful that she was alive, right? So I think going into adulthood when I lost my first cousin who was like a bestie to me, um, also to a car accident. And then years later when I went through it, I just keep going back to if you have that positive, um, a positive outlook, and it's not about dwelling on it, right? It's about looking at how are these things connected? How can I use what I've gone through before to say, I can get through this shit now. <laughs> like I can, I, I can get through whatever. And it's not about being invincible. I mean, we're all mortals, but <laughs> you cannot go through what I've gone through like for 10 lifetimes and not choose positivity. Like there are days where I'm feeling feelings. Like I was pretty angry after upteen, you know, the upteen, the doctor's appointment yesterday. But I was so happy to come home to my family where they would support me. And I think that's what LinkedIn does. You know, it gives us other creatives and professionals. And um, it's not just about like getting to know other people that do what you do, but rubbing shoulders with people that maybe have gifts that you don't. And, you know, I am so different from my mom and the people that came before me, but I learned from them all the best things of life. You talked about beauty and um, positivity. I think you have to have that mindset. Like I wouldn't have survived COVID. Like I've not had COVID, but I've been quarantined nearly a year and I'm a people person. Have you met me? Like, <laughs> you know, so it's all about people honestly I mean there's beauty in the world and we have art in our home my husband's an artist my daughter's an artist but it is truly about the connections to people because you can't do anything in life alone and you certainly can't get through this COVID mess or cancer uh thank you for sharing that I've got two two more questions for you so okay. my, my first question is 
for someone who might not see the positive in life or positive in situations the way that you do, maybe someone with less struggles than what you've had to deal with, uh, just the everyday, you know, living life, it sounds like you can magnify, you know, no matter what you're going through, you can focus on the positive. How do you feel about people cultivating a positive mindset? And do you have any, uh, you said your, your mom was instrumental in helping you have a positive mindset. Do you have any advice for people who might, you know, slightly tip on the negative sales, uh, scale as far as seeing the world, you know, with a negative tint to it, or uh, maybe not being as positive as they could be? Like, do you have any advice on how to cult cultivate a positive mindset or be a little bit more inspiring to themselves and to others? Yeah, that's a great question. And I've never had it put like that to me, but it's definitely that cyclical nature of like cynicism. Like I can have such a critical spirit, ask my husband, like, and I think we all can. I, I can have the tendency to do that because I could very easily have woe is me because I've gone through everything I've gone through. I think we all could do that because there's a lot of bad in the world, but there's also a lot of good. So, you know, there's some cliche sayings like seeing the world through rose colored glasses and, you know, like be grateful for what you got because you might, you know, I guess that's not a cliche thing. That's what my mom used to say, <laughs> be grateful for what you got because that's what you got. And I think that's what it is. It's, you know, your energy is only going to flow if you let it and you direct it. And so I think it's about surrounding yourself with subject matter experts and being in touch with um, your spirituality, whatever that means for you. And also just knowing who you are, like, it's okay to be you. Like, I had this great idea that I was going to be like fully tattooed by the time I was 40, you know, like, not my whole body, but like both sleeves and with blood cancer, I'm like up to here. Right. But when I look at those, I'm reminded, like I had that dream, but my dream is different and that's okay. And so I think when you have those disappointments and for some people, it's even worse when you don't have the disappointments. Right. And you just have that like gloom feeling. And I think that's what you're asking about when you have that gloom feeling, I think it's important to look around and just think, okay, what am I grateful for? So I definitely, um, I think if you ask all the positive mindset people and who know their purpose, they're, if it works for them, they're making a list of what they're grateful for. I do that. I have some time in the morning where I'm thinking about what I'm grateful for before I pick up my phone, before I talk to my daughter, <laughs> before I have my coffee. It's definitely like being um, grateful but then it's being intentional, you know, like find purpose through the pain. I know that sounds cliche, but like, no matter what you believe about the world, like your mindset, like why the hell would I have to go through all of this unless there was a purpose? I told my husband that the other day, maybe today. And that's, that's truly what I believe. Like I, I have to be positive because it's out of necessity. <laughs> like I wouldn't survive it. <laughs> I heard a quote one time that said uh, the, this, you know, we kind of need to sour in life because the sweet wouldn't taste as sweet. And it almost sounds like yeah. you've had an enormous amount of adversity in your life, which almost seems to magnify your positivity. It's almost like, like the yin and yang. It almost seems like that elevates your, your positivity. Um, great have, way of putting it. Yeah. It, it, that's how I view it from, from this vantage point. You are an incredibly inspiring person. I have one last question for you. Okay. And 
Uh, you recently, you, know, you weren't on uh, social media as much recently, but you've kind of joined this tribe on LinkedIn and yep. you found some really supportive people. I want to really help connect you with as many people as possible because I'm still building my tribe I'm, and I, I want every, you know, I want to see what's possible with LinkedIn. How can LinkedIn, how can the community on LinkedIn, the, the, I'm talking about the community who focuses on uh, forward movement, uh, becoming better people ourselves, helping other people. How can LinkedIn and our tribe help you out and further your cause? Thank you. Well, I think that's a great question. And first of all, thank you to you and the rest of um, these fine folks that have just like welcomed me in because I've said it before, I had I had broken up with social media because I just think I literally have it tattooed here. Each day is a gift because every day when I wake up, I want to surround myself with people that remind me of that and that I'm thankful for, even when they're not um, the most positive people, because I think we all have that tendency. I want to look for the positive. So I think LinkedIn and any kind of social media platform, you can find the good and the bad. But what I've seen in LinkedIn, because it's it's kind of in its newer stage, and I know you're kind of new to LinkedIn and a lot of people in this, in this um, tribe that I have joined, I, I feel very welcomed and affirmed. And also I think we're all elevating each other. So I think my purpose is just to help others do that. And I think I've been a storyteller all of my life, you know, um, in my preschool um, interview video from the teachers, that was one of the home videos that was saved from my house fire. It said, what do you wanna be when you grow up? And I was like, I don't wanna be a movie star. I just wanna write books. And I had this like, <laughs> negative phase you know because my dad had just died and I I always go back to that like literally that's what I want to do on LinkedIn I want to empower other people like you and the people that have welcomed me with open arms like tell your story connect with the people that resonate with it give the others a try if they're not for you that's okay my friend Chantal Sumas she's like I ain't everybody's cup of tea and I'm fine with that and I'm like yes I think I've heard that before, but I think this is a place where, again, this is the beginning of uh, of LinkedIn um, really um, booming, and there's a lot of positivity. You know, Facebook has gotten really negative lately, and I'm not dogging on it, but like that's why. I mean, I'm not a super visual person like my husband. Insta's awesome. Like I used to manage pages for Facebook, um, Instagram for a lot of nonprofits, like tons of pages. And it was fun to scroll, but I find myself like stopping through the scroll with great content. And yes, I'm a writer, but videos too. And I, I that's what I want to do. I want to help people tell their story. And I've been doing it for a long time, um, but under a lot of NDAs and as a ghostwriter. And I just like people to know that I'm available to help you know, and collaborate. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing what you're looking to accomplish on LinkedIn. And I am calling on this community to support this wonderful woman. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I hope you have the most amazing weekend. You and too. I hope you disconnect too. <laughs> I'll unplug, I promise. <laughs>